This episode is an affiliation with Audible. Keep listening to find out about the great deal we have for you. That's right, you. And you only. That's not true. That's a lie. Somehow we've returned. And that is the last time. That's the last time we'll do this joke till August when Andor comes out. And then we'll do that joke every week for three weeks. I really liked that joke. joke So did I. Yeah, but we're done with it now. That's it. That's the last time. It's our Star Wars joke. It's how you know when you turn it on. If you've if you've got past the thumbnail and you've got past the title and you still don't know what it's about, you hear somehow we've returned and you know it's Star Wars. So last week we did Obi Wan Kenobi and we did we only did the first four episodes because at that point the last two went out and we 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 sort of painted ourselves into a corner because when we started this podcast we did it exclusively around when Morbius came out rather than any other piece of content really we should have probably planned into the future but we didn't but it means more star wars content for you because this is uh episode five and six of obi-wan kenobi anyway um so before we get into talking about obi-wan kenobi last week we sort of trialed this thing where we spoke about other things maybe going on in the entertainment world and we as always we spoke about morbius but this week you best believe there's no morbius talk but there is the announcement uh, hot and f- hot and fresh, straight off the presses, because it this was announced today. There's another video game movie on the way, which is never good unless it's Rampage. Know, but I am my hands in he's the air, celebrating, silently celebrating, because I don't I don't even know what he's about. No, to say. in August on August 11th, 2023, a Gran Turismo movie will be releasing, directed by Neil Blomkamp, and the movie centers around a. A guy a who car, a guy in a car. It, well, no, it centers around a guy who plays the game Gran Turismo avidly, and then gets the opportunity to be a real life racing driver. Okay, so it's a weird like Wait, meta take. So like this weird like like it's it's the Gran Turismo movie, but Gran Turismo is just a game in the Gran Turismo movie. Well, no, it's, it's like it's like Jumanji, a bunch of avid Jumanji. I haven't fans. watched the new ones. Is that what the new ones? <laughs> Well, no, no, that's the, that's the whole thing of Jumanji. It's a game that they all play and then they get sucked into the game. No, I know, but was Jumanji a game before the film? No, I But it was weird. Can you imagine if they did a FIFA movie and it's just like people <laughs> playing FIFA? <laughs> playing FIFA and then they get to play football. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, no, I can see, like, you know, I can see that. Have we got any other, um, have we got any other pressing, pressing news? Any sweet, sweet facts for the listeners? I think we should do a count, uh, uh, like one of those, like, you know, days since incident at work things i think we should do a day since last <laughs> rampage news <laughs> it's probably quite a lot i think it's been quite a long time i'm really really not sure if it is coming out i'm i'm really not sure if we're it. still on movie yeah but oh, i don't know because there's a few things on imdb and stuff that were never released or that yeah but movie is like is like a is like indie netflix isn't it that's not yeah, even like a yeah, they, they'd know wouldn't they they'd yeah they would i imagine it's probably something they're producing or paying money into um so we got one 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 last bit of one last bit of news to to share uh, and it's it's i i mean depending if you're if you're one of the critics that this man boxed um it's probably not good news but uve bowl a week ago so after the last time we did the podcast a week ago uve bowl announced that he plans to return to filmmaking with a film about elliot ness um which is not quite the news we wanted from Uwe Boll because I think the hope for us was that Uwe Boll would announce that he was yeah. yeah that he was returning to filmmaking by beginning production on Rampage 4 but uh it's a start 
you know what I would love? An Uwe Boll biopic. Whenever he retires fully. I don't think they will. I think Uwe Boll is like, is a cult, like... Oh, I guess they did that Tommy Wiseau film. Yeah, they could get someone to play... God knows who played Uwe Boll. Dean Dude. Norris. Oh, yeah. Dean Norris would play Uwe Boll. Oh, but like a really gritty film about a struggling artist, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> that's yeah, Uwe Boll. That's yeah, the film to make. It'll be an Uwe Boll. Boll. It's, a gr- it's a gritty movie about... I think it would be good if it's this. If it's an Uwe Boll film and the trailers are like rocky and it shows this man they don't reveal it's Uwe Boll and they show this man he's building up to a fight and it's like sat in a locker room he's his head's down and he's like got a coach talking to him and you think Rocky's back and for some reason Dean Norris is the boxer (laughs) for some reason and then at the end he throws a punch and just and it cuts just then there's a big like smash onto the screen Boll Boll perfect yeah um there's no it's not about his life as a director it's about his one boxing fight um i yeah I, I mean to be quite honest i was hoping that it would be rampage four or i was hoping that it would be because when i looked up uve bowl news as i tend to every morning um and you go onto the news section on google it says uh duke nukem film announced and i was like oh my god they've given him another another video game no, he's done he's done far cry he's done postal he's done other films that are video game movies I was sort of hoping they'd given him another one because can you imagine if, can you imagine if he had like full studio backing to do like a really high budget video game movie? But even then though, even then it would be appalling. No, it would be, it would be a spectacle. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be incredible. It'd yeah. Be hilarious. It would be, it would be quite something. Can you imagine if they get, they, they, they're rattling through their list of directors to like do Marvel projects and they get to Uwe Boll and they're like, I feel like we have to do it. They give him one. It'd be Punisher. They should give him the Punisher. Oh, you know what? Uwe Boll Punisher movie. movie. Because if they if they could just, if Disney could just embrace full force, just a horrific, just like action, just like, but just murder rampage film and just give Uwe Boll the Punisher. I've just looked into it some more. The Elliot Ness movie will begin filming at the end of this year with a 2023 release. So if that's going to release 2023, that also, I think, puts us in a good, good position because we said rampage four probably 2023 i reckon that puts us in good place for rampage four 2023 2024 perfect anyway um so it's obi-wan kenobi time time for episode five and six of obi-wan kenobi and uh so we last week well two weeks ago our review for obi-wan kenobi took the form of i took the positive side after took the negative side and we sort of proed and conned obi-wan kenobi episodes one to four we have a feeling it will probably end up being like that because I think you liked episode five more, didn't you? But I think episode five was by far the best episode that I've seen so far. And I think that um, still I've got my fair share of gripes with it. So. I don't think I do. I mean, I, I have a couple. I think I've got, a, I think we'll get into it and I'll probably agree with more. But I think like last time, my sort of overview of it was that it was a. It, Okay, no, yeah, I do I do have a couple of gripes looking at it, but yeah, I, I think that most of them I can explain and justify with with something that I, I wrote when we were watching it, and I'm okay. so we'll get into that. But we'll start with spoiler free. So yes, okay. obviously, um, we're not going to talk about really story details. We're not going to talk about who appears in it, really, uh, aside from the obvious characters. Um, we're not going to talk about any ramifications it might have on episode six. Episode six, we're going to review afterwards. This is spoiler-free for episode five. Alfie, 
What do you think about Obi-Wan Kenobi, episode five? I thought this episode was the best one, but don't think it's lazy writing. I think it's just rushed. I think it's being pushed through because there's so much. Oh, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and, what, and, and what I was, uh, and uh, like, same thing that we were both saying about Star Wars last episode. It's just, it's, there's so much of it and they're trying. So like Disney is just, they've got a Star Wars production line that is unstoppable at the moment. And yeah. it's just like, they are just getting, they're, they're riding this wave as much as they can. And so if these writers can't perform and they can't get enough shit out in the, in the time that Disney needs them to, like, oh, fuck no, I don't know. It, it, uh, sorry, but like, it just, it just feels like, again it doesn't feel lazy it just feels like people weren't that no one was given enough time to put in the care and attention that anyone wanted to on this show because there are elements of it that come across really well and are really well thought out and that's obviously the stuff that they started early on and they were like they had like you know had a lot of time to, to 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 put into developing these things and then there are other parts of it that just feel like it was just slapped on last minute but probably that's not how anyone wanted that to come out no, it's just like, I don't know. What do you think it would take to stop the Star Wars train? Do you think it takes because Star Wars is probably never going to perform bad in the box office, it's probably never going to perform bad on, on streaming. So, what do you how much fan backlash because they're constantly changing things due to fan backlash, but how, how much sort of fan backlash, how much of a performance dip do you think it's going to take before they just go, you know what, we're done with Star Wars for like five years? Well, so because I think. If the entirety of the fan base boycotted one movie. But do you think, because I think everyone boycotting a Star Wars film probably looks more like doing 600, 700 million rather than one to two billion. Yeah. Because people still see it. Like Aquaman and the Flash, which is the name we just spoke about, people are going to boycott them, but they're still going to do a good few hundred million. Yeah. No, 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 for sure, because that because they they've got the DC name. So, do you think that's enough for them to change it, or do you think that they're going to go? Well, it still made 600, 700 million. I so think keep plugging fair, away. I think what probably has happened is I think one of these TV shows has to not get any streams because that's what yeah. they're putting all of their all like all of their focus on at the, at the moment. Like it's it's the TV shows, but not the TV shows, the streaming shows. Either. But it's like um, I, th- I think because Obi Wan so far has received a lot of backlash on Twitter. But I wish that they would just... Because, okay, I mean, Kathleen Kennedy said about Solo, she said, we heard the message from the fans that we're not recasting any of the original characters. But I wish they would also say, okay, you know what, we heard the message from the fans, like, we need to put more effort into just just making a coherent vision. Because that's, what it, that's, that's the problem, is it feels like um, you've got these big trilogy films are coming out and you've got Take Waititi's getting a film, you've got Patty Jenkins is getting a film and you've got the um, Game of Thrones writers are getting a film and you've got Ryan Johnson's getting a trilogy. Getting a... Oh, yes, yeah, Ryan Johnson. Oh, yeah, they might be getting a trilogy as well. But um, And then you've also got Obi-Wan Kenobi's been relegated to a TV show and so is Ahsoka and so is Boba Fett and The Mandalorian was always a TV show. But all of it, it just it's like, what what is your what's your idea for what Star Wars should be? Because obviously writing and production is going to be a bit all over the place when you can't seem to stick to a specific um, vision. Marvel does it. And I know Marvel has a million TV shows, but all of them follow the exact same process of making as the movies do. Yeah. They just happen to be sort of a longer form, you know, season or two. And yeah, I just, I I wish that they would just say, you know, like, we're sorry. Um, 
we're gonna we're gonna step back and we're gonna reevaluate our vision for Star Wars. I think a bit like EA did. EA uh, when Battlefront Two came out, they said like yeah. you know we got this wrong and this isn't what people want from Star Wars. So we're gonna step back from this. Obviously, we've still got Fallen Order coming out and blah blah blah. But yeah, yeah. but we're not gonna push so hard in this direction. I wish they'd do the same with these series. That said. I really enjoyed the last episode of Obi-Wan. And, and to be quite honest with you, whether it came across in the last episode we did or not, I re- I've really enjoyed the series as a whole. It does feel a bit all over the place and I do have my theories on why that may be, but yeah. um, I've been having a good time with it. And I think when we, I think when we finished it and we watched all six episodes, I think if I went back and watched it as a whole, I would probably be like, actually, you know what? This is solid. Yeah. I, cause so I, I, I I've had my issues with the show. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't hate it out of principle. And I don't, and I, and I don't sort of, there have been bits throughout it that I've enjoyed, but I felt really sort of, I, I think I felt, I think I felt bad for the people involved because it's so apparent that there was great ideas at the beginning of the process of making this show. Right. I mean, it did go through a couple of incarnations, like we said in the last yeah. episode. So that makes sense. And, um, but you know, and it, it, it's, it's great to see Hayden Christensen back. And but up to this point, um, he has been a glorified sort of marketing tool in the sense that he is in the back to scenes and he is in that one scene in episode three where, um, obviously everyone looks across the desert and he's stood there, yeah, yeah, yeah. but up to now he's been a, a basically a glorified marketing tool. But I just, even if that is the case which it may or may not be in the next two episodes. Um, I just love the fact that they've given him this second hit at saying, you know what, do the Star Wars press tour, but this time everyone loves you. Like you're not yeah. just going to be doing it and having to look over your shoulder all the time because the, you know, the press are just picking up on every little thing they can and the and fans hate can. you. And cause, and cause I, I sort of, you know, I, I shit on the writing of this show, but at the same time, I think Christensen suffered from the exact same thing that, Moses Ingram is suffering from on this show. I mean, so did um, because Hayden Christensen is not a bad actor. No, right, and Moses Ingram is brilliant as well. But the the this, I mean, Star Wars has never been famed for its you know like high quality dialogue, and that's actually something that Star Wars is known for having. Star Wars is known for having shit dialogue and shit script writing. But it's sort of, I don't know, like, and I, I maybe in maybe in twenty years, but. Like people will look back on Kenobi and go, "Whoa, no! Actually, actually, we love Moses Ingram in this in this show." But I've also though I feel like the nature of the way that they're doing this current era of Star Wars content, it all being TV shows and there being so much of it, this won't have the same staying power that the prequel that the 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 original trilogy had, or even the prequels had. No. But I mean, it, also, it seems that this is a theme at the minute. It's a bit of Star Wars content drops and someone gets horrendous. Uh, Kelly Marie Tran did for Rose in The Last Jedi. She oh, had yeah. a horrendous time of it. And obviously her role was then cut down to a minute and 30 seconds of screen time for The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, Daisy Ridley had it. Uh, uh, John Boyega had it. And yeah. I think that it's going to happen. But I think that with the way it is, is I think it doesn't matter what the actors do it doesn't matter what the script is i think people are just going to latch on to one person and as is the nature of the internet and the the echo chamber that we've sort of created um 
that's going to happen and it's it's horrendous and it's wrong but i think maybe maybe the only way to stop it is for like i said before is for the producers and disney to take a step back and say okay maybe we need to just look at the way we're producing content yeah and And again though i think for for disney to take more responsibility for this right yeah and 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 for and for- well no no because yes and no because i think if disney take full responsibility for it it sets a precedent of it's okay to treat the actors like this anything disney do to say anything to try and take responsibility for it, i think it will come across to those people as saying well it's okay that we've done this because that's no, no, that's the way we no, get no, them no. To- what, what i mean what i mean is if disney want to if 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 there's going to be people who are who are coming out in the way that they are and essentially just like essentially saying the, the reason I don't like this show is because I'm a racist for Disney to just go don't watch our shit they are though they are doing that now I think it's a they've more and more they've sort of stepped up and said like you know Star Wars has always been about you know uh, a commentary on our society and how it stands you know here and now and if you don't like that then you're not a Star Wars fan and I really like that and obviously yeah. Most of that doesn't come down to Disney. That comes down to whoever the social media admin is at the time. But yeah, um, I think they've done a switch up recently because suddenly that is the message. Whereas when it was John Boyega, the message was let's take him off the poster, you know. But no, I think it, I think as far as Star Wars goes, it's a fan base that is horrendously volatile, and and there, do you know what? There, it is also a great fan base, and obviously things like Star Wars Celebration show that is it's this this force pun not intended for good pun was absolutely intended uh it's this force for good but um but equally when you have something with that many fans and when you have something that is at the forefront of media and entertainment you're going to draw out a lot of bad people as well and and that's what it is that does happen but i i guess i guess yeah because because again it's not for the individual actors to defend themselves it's not for it's not for john boyega it's not for daisy ridley it's not for moses ingram i don't think it's for anyone i think it's for i think it's for disney like they have been well like i said before like their social media admins have been recently is just saying do you know what if if your only complaint about the show is something rooted in racism we don't care we don't want to hear it with whatever and i think the actors have done videos and Ewan McGregor has done videos and said, you know, cut it out, but he shouldn't have to. I think uh, eventually we, I think eventually we've got to stop giving it coverage as well because yeah. Anyway, with, uh, with all that aside, I, I really loved episode five of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I think we'll, we won't give too much more into it without spoilers because to talk about this episode, I think a lot of the good and bad points of it hinge on spoilers as yeah as they do with a lot of things these days is as it's always about character reveals and like, you know, things like that. But is Obi-Wan Kenobi specifically episode five better or worse than Morbius, which is our rating system here on the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. Can you imagine if it wasn't, can you imagine if it was just like, no, no, it's worse than Morbius. <laughs> it's, 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 it's worse. What would it have to be to be that bad? To be fair, honestly, I there have there have been episodes of this show that I have felt really because even the last episode, even episode four, I I feel was a million miles ahead. It was stupid. I think I think episode two was the one where I was just like, oh god, 
It was like the one with oh episode, yeah, crime episode planet. two was yeah, crime planet and the stupid chase scene. No, was because that, even that, that, that I think one? oh that was at the end of episode one. But still. I think even that is, I think even that is better because that just came very much across as like working with constraints of kids and also TV runtime. Morbius doesn't have that excuse. Morbius is a okay, whatever. Morbius talk. Um, right, episode time. five. Episode five. I so just just to reiterate, it is spoilers. Uh, skip forward to listen to anything else. Spoiler time. Spoiler time. So let's start with let's start with positives because I've got a few to. Okay, I got one immediately. It comes after I ask the question. Trackers must have a limited range, right? Yeah. They don't. It seems anyway. Uh, the flashback obviously it opens up. Yeah. It's you see it's Coruscant and. It's a shiny floor and you think who's on this shiny floor and then in steps Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker, not Darth Vader and not Ewan Darth McGregor. And, and Hayden Christensen, who I couldn't tell at first because he just looks different to when I last saw him in Star Wars last time we saw him in Star Wars when he yeah. was just younger. And so I was like, have they de-aged him? No, they haven't. They haven't bothered. I love him. that. I love that because for yeah. two reasons. A, because like we we know what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. You know, like we know who yeah, it's exactly. but also it feels more like not only a reunion of the actors, but also a reunion of the characters because it's all this yeah. in it's this memory in Vader's head. So it feels very much like it doesn't doesn't feel like two lifeless CGI guys are in a room. It feels like these two have returned together. And I think it's that you get you get an extra layer of sort of emotion I, I, from I it. I suppose because if it is even if it even even is like if it's supposed to be a memory of vader's he could just be you know if you if you if you if you look at it in a more sort of like i don't know kind of if, if in a less sort of oh he's remembering the past exactly as it was he's just sort of putting maybe he's putting himself as he would exactly now had that yeah all happened you know like back in that time and it's like and and so yeah i don't know i i i really liked it I was worried I you'd was hate it. I was worried yeah. that your thing would be that, that was no, no, something no. you didn't like. I, 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 I was looking at it, wondering if they de-aged him. Realized they hadn't. Was really glad they hadn't, because I kind of am f- feeling a little bit weird about like the Luke Skywalker stuff at the moment, and like with um, not not quite sure. What yeah. They, like not even feeling weird about it, but like you know, I like I'm glad they I'm glad they just sort of let that be he doesn't look much older now he obviously no. looks older but he still he's still looking good no he, he looks know. great he looks great um also obi-wan looks obi-wan looks great they've they've obviously made you mcgregor look a little bit older than he actually does for his obi-wan role and then in the flashback he looks like barely older than he did in the in the prequels um yeah i mean i i, I loved that scene and i like uh, yeah. that this is a really small thing as we said about last time as Disney have obviously made the switch to physical lightsabers with the, I like that you can now do that shiny floor scene without having to CGI a lightsaber onto the floor because now it just, that's such a small thing, but I know. So I was like, that's a very shiny floor. So maybe 10 years ago wouldn't have worked. Loved that flashback sequence. I knew like it was obviously coming and I, I would very much assume, obviously, as we've said at this point, we haven't seen episode six. We will have when you've listened to it, but at the time of recording, we haven't. Um, I'm sure there will be more. And I'm sure there will probably be episode three slash the Clone Wars era flashbacks. But mm. I love it. I love it. I, I, you know, I, I'd, I'd love to see... Um, I'd love to see them just do a live-action Clone Wars thing 
like it doesn't need to be a film of the Clone Wars or whatever, but they could do like what if they do a um, film within they do Obi Wan season two. I reckon it'll probably be they'll do it. Like I think it'll the... be in the Ahsoka series that they'll do. Oh it. yeah, because yeah. he's uh, Hayden Christensen has been announced for that, so he'll probably return as Vader, but almost definitely they do flashbacks to him training her. Anakin is overly aggressive in it and major red flags all the way through. How do you not catch it when he's like, I have no mercy in there for I'll kill you, master. I'll murder you dead. I'll cut your head off right now. And then like, you, you just be like, no, we're not. Let's get rid of this guy. Like Anakin, look, there's free counseling on the Jedi here if you want it. Like, and if you don't want it, we're, we're ditching you. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get yourself sorted out. Get therapy or get out. Moving swiftly really? onwards. Yeah. They're, <laughs> so setting up more jedi that lightsaber box i know yeah. it's stupid but i liked it i like to see that i just like i like when they expect and i like that it wasn't just a box of lightsabers of jedi we've seen before because it's so easy could have just been like oh look here's mace windu's lightsaber and here's yoda's lightsaber and here's i liked that it was just lightsabers i like i like the idea that they are willing to expand into that side of things outside of the main like 10 yeah, that we've yeah, seen yeah. you know um now uh more flashbacks there's order 66 flashbacks isn't there which is where you do see yep. episode three or anakin i loved it I, it felt yeah it felt like the one that i said was i think it was in episode one where episode one of everyone kenobi that is not of star wars or the podcast in episode one of everyone kenobi there's a flashback to it immediately isn't there it opens up with it yeah i said that was the best order 66 has ever looked mm-hmm. i'm now wrong because it's now this order 66 and yep. I'm only changing my mind on that because Anakin Skywalker's in it, but it still looks great. And I love that perspective of it from the kids. I think it's great yeah. to see like, I, I also like what the that's like of, the use of the, um, I really liked the use of the, of Ravers. So like the, the parallel, like, I don't know, between, between Ravers experience with um, Anakin when he came in to kill all the, um, mm. kill all the younglings, but he obviously spared her in reality because he was like, Oh, she could be, inquisitor or whatever the fuck yeah. right but then well i guess he didn't then, probably know about inquisitors at that point did he no, i know probably but like, just, like yeah, yeah. He, he had he, he sensed the dark side yeah 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 um and then, well that's the thing though is it is that dark side because because like if there isn't she's just killing kids and jedi in the hope that one day she'll maybe manage to make it to vader that or there actually is dark side in there and she's a bit of a hypocrite i think i think she probably is a bit of a hypocrite i think i think her character is is very sort of her character has not been written well right that's fine that's no. established but yeah. also i think so he I, the way i sort of read it was he and he sensed the dark side in her and he was like right perfect can come on with me we're gonna we're gonna be bad guys but then in that scene where he then where she so right at, right at the end of the episode i know we're sort of skipping around a little bit but right yeah the episode, raver raver tries to tries to kill vader and he's just like not having any of it he impales her she doesn't she doesn't die because no one does in star wars she probably will die because i think probably they're gonna they they probably did this series with the intention of just wrapping it up as a one series thing so presumably that's the idea yeah just vader should have just killed her right then like he should have done that because that was dumb yeah you don't know don't know why why he didn't no but also but essentially what i was saying was i liked the way that then when he impales her there's then like the kind of altered flashback in which he then killed her as a child as well. And it was like, yeah. you know, her sort yeah. of like, sort of like, cause I, I guess when she was, 
a youngling and she was training to be a Jedi. There was like, you know, the, the, the like, because, because everyone knew who Anakin was. Like when he turns up in episode three and yeah, I mean, he's like, Master Skywalker. Yeah. Like everyone knows who he he's on the council. Like, but, but so in, in as the Jedi and as like the, the grand, like some sort of like super powerful Sith Lord, she's, she complete even though she even though she sort of totally hates him she also really really idolizes him and then i mean she's him, worked under him in two different yeah factions and then, now and as then well. him, him killing her is this like just like everything that she has ever done or him not even killing her but him just like that that moment is just like everything that she has mm. literally ever worked for is just in that second i think this was the first ever time when and i think I might be wrong, but I think we said it in the last episode we recorded. It always seems like Vader and Anakin are two separate people. This yeah. is the first ever time, and obviously through the way they've done the flashbacks and they've cut between, it's the first ever time where I've almost been like, like them, like they are the same person. And obviously yeah. you're going to, uh, you know, obviously that is the case, but it's I think it's the first time when they've done a really good job of showing like yeah, yeah. nothing's changed. The only thing that's changed now is he's got a suit on, like that's it. But um, <laughs> suit and tie. Yeah, so I mean, that's great. Uh, I wrote as well. It's a huge step up from episode four, obviously. Yeah, I like. I'm just sort of going in order of my notes. Obviously, the de aging was great. I really like. They used just makeup, and that was it. Um, but mm-hmm. finally, 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 and in the best way possible, because it's the way that we've wanted them to use it. Vader uses the Force. <laughs> finally. Um, force. So he, I, in the way that they do in the the Rise of Skywalker with Rey, obviously you haven't seen that one, but she holds back a ship like that. And in the way that they did it in the in the um, Force Unleashed, Force Unleashed with the Star Destroyer, Vader holds back a transport, the wrong transport, admittedly, but he still does it, and I loved it. Also, because I know, so in Rogue One, you see vader a little bit livid right yeah but but this time like oh my god i mean that, but that's what i said about in episode four it's the first time as well where you see like he's properly charging towards reaver i i love this i love the the other thing that disney has done so great aside from lightsabers is vader because the first thing that they the first opportunity they had to use him in rogue one they killed it yeah, yeah. nailed it and then obviously he's been in the games and he's great in fallen order and his little cameo and you know he's He's excellent in in um in Rebels when they added him in, and he's great in the Clone Wars. Like I know that it's Anakin, but as they start to move towards Vader in it, and you yeah, start yeah. to get those little signs, they nailed that. But I think Obi Wan Kenobi has like cemented it. Like they have nailed Darth Vader. Yeah, and obviously, it's a character he's by, that he's by far the most threatening bad guy in the show. And I, and obviously that's supposed to be the case what in in Obi Wan Kenobi or in Star Wars. Yeah, in in, in Obi Wan. Do you reckon they'll do an Emperor I think thing in Star Wars? No, because the the Emperor sucks. I think Does he Emperor's... though? No, because uh, I know. Look, Episode <laughs> Nine is is a bit naff, but even in that, like the Emperor, I think it just the Emperor might seem like he's not doing anything, but like like there's a point and he's like taking down like hundreds of ships just above him. Like he's using the force more than you would believe. Like, and you know, he, he died a bit of a bit of a sort of weak death, but I think, I think, I think even Kylo Ren is, is up there. I don't think any of them are, I think that's going to get a lot of, a lot of people probably not, probably won't agree, but I think that even from the start, like episode seven starts, and he's and he freezes the blast of all like you've never seen that before. And then he freezes yeah, yeah. Dameron and then he's going into people's minds, which they've sort of watered down by now. Everyone can do that. But it, and 
just all the way throughout that. And I think a lot of that comes down to Adam Driver's performances. I think he's very sort of good at playing that just completely angry git. But like, I, I, I think they're definitely making Vader seem like really just the powerhouse. But I also, I, I do think that villains is something. Villains are, are, are an aspect of Star Wars that they're always pretty, pretty 100%, good. Hundred percent. But I do think. I, I just I except the Grand Inquisitor. I'm I think he's a bit lame. <laughs> he's a he's a bit lame. Um, this is in the same scene that Vader holds back. And it's another thing I had. I like the way that he returns, and he's just like he's not even phased by the fact he's been run through he, with a lightsaber. He's just like you know whatever. Like I I've been Grand Grand Inquisitor for longer than you've been alive. Like yeah. you know I've been in the back to tank couple couple days. Yeah, and he's back. I love that line when I he's like. Shit it's amazing what revenge will do with your will to live. And then he like, I I thought it would have been good though, if he was the one that stabbed Reva, I thought it would have been quite good. I know that obviously, like you said, story-wise, it makes a lot more sense for Anakin, but it would have been quite cool if he just walked into the room and stabbed. I mean, just like, just, it would have been quite cool to see them face off. I think think that would have been quite cool. But although I, so I reckon, I reckon part of the reason why they've kept her alive is because I think they probably will next episode. And I think they'll probably have that mm-hmm. face off. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be, but it also, also though, if I think Reva's going to die and I think also she's going to turn to the light because that would be, that would be classic Disney Star Wars because no one can ever really. No, that, I that think that's bad. classic. No, no, no. But you say that as if in the original Star Wars, Vader doesn't literally kill the, like, the Empire, the Emperor at the end. Oh, yeah. He does. Literally, yeah. his thing is, is he, he throws the Emperor over and then he's like, let me see you with my own eyes and like, He's then a force ghost right, as well. Like, this right. is Star Wars. All right, it's but great. Darth, Darth Maul never turns good. You know? because, Darth, because Darth Maul is just like an angry, just like he gets killed. Like Darth Maul gets killed a million times. <laughs> like you wouldn't yeah, be. But- I feel like if I was Darth Maul <laughs> and I've been cut in half and then I've had to use spider legs for a while, like I found it a, found in a, essentially a glorified bin. Like, and then I had to use other robot legs. And then I was like fighting over Mandalore and I was also fighting like against Obi-Wan Kenobi and I was also fighting Ahsoka constantly. And then I had been like cut in half again. He's and not then... even like, he's not even one of the Sith, is he? He's just an actor. Not anymore. Like he is, he is at first, like yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Em- then... the Emperor's new apprentice. And then he's just not like he is because I think the Emperor's always dealing with him and the Emperor's always aware of him, but he's not like an official Sith. I, I think Darth Maul's kind of just like, he, he just kind of, he gets... Darth Maul's just angry. That's all he's he is. He's angry and he just wants yeah. to make some cash. Like he's just because he's just been like kicked down so many times, but also he's like really, really powerful. I, I think that the, 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 that him being a gangster is. Hole. Can you imagine if, if Jabba the Hutt got demoted as a gangster and then he was like, "I'm going to go be a Sith now." <laughs> Do it in reverse. <laughs> he's going to go and get trained in the Force. But um, that'd be swag. Yeah, I mean, I. What was I going to say? I also, it's really weird because obviously Vader wasn't going to die, but something they did really well is somehow they had me going, is she going to actually kill Vader? Like I was like, she's yeah, like getting there and she gets close to him and you think like, oh my God, she's going to kill him. And obviously she can't because Vader's alive many years later, but I, they did it so well and they almost make crazy, you forget though. that it'd be crazy if she did kill him and then it turns out that the emperor's got a fuckload of but, but they but there would be no reason they couldn't because they've done it yeah. with the emperor a million times the emperor's died in so many so many times in so many you know both canon and non-canon and he's been clones and he's been robots and he's been like you played the battlefront 2 story right like he dies and immediately he's just like oh yeah i've got millions of robots of me and then yeah, yeah, yeah. episode nine he's like yeah i cloned myself a million times like I, I think it would be it would be stupid if they did this in this 
but it wouldn't necessarily i think if they alluded to the fact there were vader clones yeah that would be quite cool i just don't think they, i obviously don't make the name vader a vader clone that would be stupid as but yeah, yeah, yeah. but it would be quite cool if they were if he was just, if the emperor was like i've got also, though, 10 of you also a vader clone would just look like regular Anakin. It would be Anakin, which would be better as well, because one of Vader's limitations is that he can't use all of the Force powers because he's a robot. Like, he can't use Force lightning because it will kill him. Mm -hmm. And he probably can't swim. He, de he definitely can't swim. He's too this heavy. is true. Or do you reckon he... Oh, no, do you reckon he's got, like, um... Like Buoyancy. A, His suit is all ribbed, so do you think it's designed to, like, puff up? Like a yeah, big yeah, ball? Yeah, like a big, big life jacket. Yeah, okay, so... Dual-wielding Vader awesome very yeah, cool when sick. he's got two lightsabers i know he only uses them also, both once that yeah, whole fight also, was great that, though that whole fight's great yeah also the whole time he is just like he like he's not even trying no he's he, literally he takes, yeah. her, he takes her lightsabers off her but time also so one time gives them back to her so that's he the other thing again you said about yeah. going full circle earlier full yeah. circle obi-wan taught him that earlier on is a, oh. you, a you don't need a lightsaber to win he wins without a lightsaber and b he, he's just gonna take her lightsaber from her and now he has two yeah, yeah, I didn't. Even He's training him like that. That's really good. Um, Obi Wan, Obi Wan must be looking at that and thinking, "Shit, I made this." <laughs> God damn it! Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, bulls. Anyway, I think your negatives. Okay, Obi Wan lands in that planet. He goes, "Harder, what are you doing here?" But like, why is he there? Actually, yeah, yeah. good question. Why is he there? Star Wars, Star Wars universe is minute. Oh, it of course is. he's there. Just of course he's there. He could be anywhere in the galaxy, but obviously he's yeah. there. Well, no, because he knows the he knows. Okay, it makes sense in the sense that he knows the path because he was the one that set Obi Wan up with that. So it makes sense if Obi Wan is going there that he would be like, "Shit, I need to flee to the to them as well." Because that's some. I it's silly that he is there. You're right, and it is a bit like it's the tiny universe. And I, you know, I'm the first to complain about that. That yeah. said is actually he's the one that sets Obi-Wan up with the path. So it would make sense okay, that he would okay. be there thinking okay. about that. But I only thought of that just then. So I get what you're saying. Okay. Sorry, the guy tells Obi-Wan that he'll need three to four hours to override the door. You've got one. And the guy's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, but, but then he just does it and it's fine. Uh, also, Obi-Wan at one point walks off to, to listen to a, to, to watch a, watch a voicemail from, yeah. from Bail Organa. Dude, you've got no time to be doing that. No, he's, he's got he's got an hour well because his his job is basically just sit there and make everyone else work i just i love that i love that he sets Use the, the force pull the doors open with the force obi-wan you can get out straight no away. he can't no I, okay but i can understand why he can't i liked that um that he he hurries off into this room he sets his little phone down and then he immediately does his little obi-wan pose where he's yeah, like yeah, yeah. his hand is you can't <laughs> see it but i'm doing the obi-wan pose where his little hand on his chin and his arms crossed <laughs> i love that yeah also then, yeah that message delete it yeah listen to it and delete it i know that you wouldn't assume like, it would um, because like, he gives you know galen's galen's message deletes in rogue one well so galen's message does like the the ultimate self-destruct in the in the sense that the death star blows it up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. but but don't hand that to someone else like he does yeah someone else who drops it sees that they've dropped it because he does a little look back sees that he's dropped it and is like oh whatever yeah if I dropped you, if you gave me your phone and I ran off and dropped it, I wouldn't look back and be like, yeah, like whatever. <laughs> um, Obi-Wan has his little negotiation moment with Rava. Then it, Rava then reveals that she could have just cut through the door the whole time. Yeah, but she, yeah, she could have. But I think. Why didn't that, she? They want to get in there. Because, yeah, well, they do. But I think also, like, it makes sense that they're having that dialogue because like. 
he's, no, he's no, approaching even before, it. Even before he goes to negotiate, she's got the heavy blasters trying to shoot through the door. Oh, she okay, fair play. Kind of cut it open straight yeah. away. Yeah, that's true. I think I did like that. I didn't even make a note of that. I did like that they actually had that dialogue without it being a fight because every other yeah, Star yeah, yeah. Wars thing is like, we're going to have a fight, but also while we're fighting, we'll talk. I liked that it was actually just, um, you know, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. just going to talk. Uh, when the stormtroopers get in, I know, I know, stormtroopers can't aim. Blah 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 blah. I don't blah. agree with you on this one. That was no, I don't agree with you. I don't agree that with you. I think it was embarrassing. No, episode four was when there was like just a hundred. There was like a hundred plus stormtroopers in this tiny room with a bunch of untrained rebels and. Almost they all were, no, of but, them escaped. Yeah, but okay, maybe it was just like, and it's this tiny little room that they break into. That's this like little cramped little bit, right? There's a bunch of stormtroopers who are supposed to be like the 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 the, the empire's like elite forces, and I know like. I don't know, like, they're supposed to be, like, the best of the best. And I know, again, I know it's it's fine because they can't, they can never shoot straight and they've never... Yeah, but also this is just thing. a, this is a movie. Can you imagine if in every movie everyone just could aim a gun? Like, movies no, would be I so know. short. I know, but, like, sure, Obi-Wan can deflect a couple a couple of shots, but they should just be running the fat out of there. He's standing there for ages, deflecting shots after shots after shots yeah. from, like, 50 guys who are all just shooting straight at him, but none of them can hit him. He can deflect all of them. Also, none of the rebels who are getting shot at they're all just sort of immune to bullets, apparently, because they're all just flying past them. But they're taking out all the fucking stormtroopers. No, because the lady it's who looks like, like the one the from the one, the lady who looks like the lady from Fleabag. Yeah, not Phoebe Waller-Bridge, no. but her sister. She dies. She gets shot, and her death is great. I thought when the robot also gets shot, and they it reminded me very much of um of Rogue One with K two SO's death of just like yeah, yeah like yeah. obviously because it's a robot, but also because it's just like they just they just killed her. Like yeah, and they just get shot to pieces. Yeah, and that's like, and I thought, I I thought that was quite good, right? But I was just like, also, let just let some, I don't know, get hit home how mm. horrible the empire is, not how useless they are. Blaster shots never look like they would kill you. They look like they hurt, but when even her, it's a surface wound, like it doesn't go through her. I know. So, and I get the like, shoot her in the head. <laughs> Shoot her in the head. Like, I don't know. That's a, that's a problem. Lightsabers look like they would do do that damage when you get lightsabered right through it. But weirdly, lightsabers never seem to actually kill anyone and everyone returns. In all, the, in all the animated stuff, right, when someone gets shot in the chest with a blaster bolt and it goes through their armor and it makes this obvious, like, searing hole. Sure. I think, so, I think for the most part, you know, I've I brought up other stuff while you were doing your pros. I think for the most part, that's that's the, they're the main issues I have with it. Um, I got one uh, about why would you with Lola the droid? Why would you like put a tracker on it? Fully, I get that. Yeah, and I understand that you might want to put in a remote control for it. Yeah, don't just change its behavior and also the fact that it now has a red eye. Yeah, and because just, and also just put a very very obvious can you imagine thing if, that's doing it on it, so she can the, just take it straight off. Yeah, like if if your phone was taken by like the army, you go to the get you break into an army base and they take your phone and you get it back. But then if you turned your phone screen on and it was bright red and it said evil all over it, <laughs> you'd probably be like like now her Hang droid, on. which was a friendly blue little like it was like its eye glowed blue and it was this chirping little like you know yeah, yeah, yeah. ladybug droid, but now it's like angry angrily beeping and it's like zooming about and it's glowing red like the only other person who's touched it who isn't you is the evil lady yeah you, like, like, maybe mm. she's maybe she's made the mm. but also then she's just like mm, inhibitable i'll take that off and the droids fight. like 
come on. Yeah. What I will say, and I'll say it here, is I think the lazy writing and these sort of cheesy, like a lot of the complaints that we have boil down to Obi-Wan Kenobi's a little bit cheesy. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a little bit yeah. sort of corny. It's a little bit naff. Now, it's been a problem with Boba Fett and it's been a problem with The Mandalorian. Yeah. Specifically the TV series, right? And yes, the common denominator is the volume, but it is also <laughs> is the fact that Dave Filoni has is obviously got big creative control over, it. and he is he's obviously great at doing Star Wars. Like obviously, Dave Filoni has this great love for Star Wars, and obviously he did yeah. the Clone Wars and all of this, and he's yeah, great. Yeah. And I'm not suggesting for a second that he's not a great creative, but I've just mentioned it. Obviously, he did the Clone Wars, right? And all of these things feel like it was written by a guy who does animation, and it's written yes. by a guy who does these things where you have a bit more leeway with it is you can is in the clone wars the action it, it, even the action looks like the clone wars actually you were saying about oh what are all these spins that they're doing and what are all these yeah. these stormtroopers standing and lining up missing it, it it's done by a guy whose whose main body of work is the clone wars and rebels where if you animated obi-wan kenobi it would be the best of the lot like if you did the same sh- exact same show yeah. it's animated it'd be the best of the clone wars it'd be the best of rebels yeah. but live action same as Book of Boba Fett. That Book of Boba Fett finale with the Rancor, yeah. animated, awesome, right? Yeah. Live action, you just go, oh, like... Yeah. And the, but was- the same is often true is if you, anim- if you animated a live action thing, it often wouldn't work. Like I said, Dave Filoni's great, and obviously he's a man who, who truly sort of loves Star Wars, and I think probably understands it more than most of the Disney execs do. Yeah. Um, but... I think that this whole approach that all of the fans are really pushing for, which is give it to Dave Filoni, give it to Dave Filoni, give everything to Dave Filoni. Give the man a break. Give the man a break, but also give us a break. Like Kevin Feige <laughs> does Marvel, right? And he has always done this live action thing and he has nailed it because he's, that's what he's good at. I would, I would never for a second suggest giving Dave, uh, giving Kevin Feige all animated properties of whatever, because I, it, that's not what he does. But if you said give Dave Filoni the Clone Wars and give him you've got the Tales of the Jedi spin-off coming up and all of that. Give everything like that to him. Everything. Like, but don't give him Yeah, I mean give him Ahsoka as well. It's fair enough that he might have Ahsoka because like it's 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 something that he he sort of created. That's his character. But don't put don't put all of this sort of all of the decision making on him because it just it comes Obi-Wan Kenobi comes across up like a series of the Clone Wars that they had there and they were like well we've got this and we've already written it and we've already done choreographed the action and we've already got it laid out but like we aren't animating it because we're moving away from that so yeah let's get Ewan and Hayden and we'll film it and I don't know that and that's almost my justification for the problems in the sense that it's not really a problem I think with lazy writing and it's not really a problem with lazy action I think it's a problem with they've taken the wrong approach and, and, and a miss misinterpreted what people like about these things yeah okay um i think that they've gone people love the clone wars and so we'll do the clone wars yeah but people like the clone wars because it's the clone wars and it's animated and people aren't just going to like the clone wars if you chuck it at everything yeah yeah, yeah. maybe i'm wrong no, about I, that but i, I think that that, make, that makes a lot of sense i think do you have any more complaints I think other than, you know, just the, like, the action was great. Vader was great. Like, in that episode, it well, no, not all the action was great. Vader was cool in that episode, in that fight. Vader action was great. Um, I don't think I've got anything else to add. Um, hello there. 
we're uh, we're back for um quick fire quick fire thoughts on episode six of everyone can well, I just I just uh we we're back because we have just watched episode six the finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi because uh, it wasn't out when we started but it is out now so it, it should sound fine you shouldn't notice but just in case we're back uh, <laughs> cool yeah uh quick fire spoiler free thoughts quick fire spoiler free thoughts are uh, it's pretty it's, it's, it's pretty good it's fine uh, those last two episodes this one and the one before that we've just spoken about in great depth just literally just now on the podcast that just, just heard, heard us just talking about um if the entire show had been like that i would have really really enjoyed it i just i just think it's a shame because i thought that was quite a good episode and it's just a shame that the vast majority of the, rest of the show was disappointing and subpar uh, i thought i i i liked i think i liked the earlier episodes more than you did yeah um i think you did too but i just like i liked that episode i just felt like I, I I think I was disappointed by that. Like it was a great episode. I think I just wanted more. Yeah. I think I, I think I, I think a two episodes longer, like an eight episode series. Well, because that's the thing though, because it gets you. Because then there's two episodes that are like quite good, and you think, oh, this could have been really awesome if then, if only there was a bit more of this. And then the those last two episodes are good, and then there's nothing else. So it's just like, oh fuck's sake. Well, that is yeah. that because those two episodes sort of feel like all we got of the show. Yeah, I think like yeah it got going at the end didn't it yeah yeah and then it gets going and then it's over and it's just like it's just, I don't know, it just felt, felt a bit felt a bit sort of um felt like a bit of an anticlimax i think yeah yeah i mean yeah it did and it didn't for me i think there were bits of the last episode that were really cool and there are bits of it yeah, that yeah. i i wonder i wonder if they're because they've spoken vaguely about doing a second series and we spoke in the podcast about how it kind of seems like they're in between sort of two mindsets on it but it feels like they're they're in the last episode they're trying to wrap it up but also leave it open yeah i mean like there's at the very end how it ends there's a character that alludes to them having somewhere to be or something it sounds like they're setting up a sequel series but Mm -hmm. i don't know i think in doing that in being between two like to, like I said, two mindsets on it. I think it almost just makes it, it makes you want more, and also think like I wish they'd also just wrapped it up. Yeah, but I really liked it. As it was a great episode. Um, yeah, episode five was great as well. I think episode six was probably the better one, even though story wise, it didn't have like much going on other than wrapping up what we. It was the longest episode, but it didn't feel like much was going on other than wrapping up loose threads as such, and and that's not to take away from it necessarily because it was very well done. And we said they had a lot to sort of wrap up. Mm. Um, and they did it quite nicely. But, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's our thoughts. I think with, again, without like spoiling who appears and, and what happens and things like that, I think it's quite hard to, to talk much more about it. So I think what we'll do is we'll say, was episode six of everyone can only be better or worse than Morbius? Better than Morbius. Okay. And then was the whole series better or worse than Morbius as a whole, as a collective? I think it was. I think it was, you know, I think it was better than Morbius. I think I did enjoy that show more than, no, I didn't enjoy, no, because I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed Morbius, but, but that's only because Morbius um, is so much worse. 
Yeah, so it's a better show though. It's a better show than if you're a normal show. person, you'll probably enjoy it more. Yeah, it's better than it's better than Morbius. So we did for Moon Knight, we did an episode ranking. Do you uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, do you have any thoughts on that for Obi-Wan Kenobi? Um, I think probably oh, I know that okay, I know that episode four was my least favorite. Yeah. Because yeah, I agree. They go that. into the into the Inquisitor place, and there's the horrible water scene, and the probably probably followed by episode two because of the crime planet, followed by episode one because of the the horrible ch- the 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 flea chase scene. I was that in episode one. That was an episode one. It was right it? at the end of episode one. Mm. Followed by episode three because that's the one with the um the funny mole rat guy and i didn't mm. mind that sequence that, that one was, was that episode was fine as well it was quite a good episode episode was fine then i think shit i don't know i don't know if, if i think i probably did enjoy episode six more than episode five mine definitely goes five then six i think i agree with yeah. your ranking entirely and then i'd go five then six yeah i think i probably i think i, I think just I the the fine like the finale of it all and it all coming to a head i think they did it they, they it, it was it was very cool and i think to see it yeah. all wrap up you know in the way it did um i think they did wrap it up right i think i think they didn't leave anything yeah. where it, it was it wasn't a disappointing finale okay, no i don't think no not by any stretch i think it was a i think it was a disappointing series with a finale that did the best it could to 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 rectify that and did quite a good job yeah. of that I okay think. i've got one more question actually just yeah. thinking of finales and yeah was Obi-Wan Kenobi better than the book of Boba Fett? Because for me, it's a million miles away. Like, yes, it's, a, it's so much better because just that, that finale alone, yeah, the book of Boba yeah. Fett was dire. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think to be fair, I think from this point, and I know we've literally just watched it, but I think I'm, I, I, I currently look, look back on uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi more fondly than the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah. So but, but also no, because I, I don't think I had, as strong negative feelings about the book of Boba Fett as I did about points of Obi-Wan Kenobi, but also I just didn't, I don't think I really, I don't think I really felt anything. About I was going to say you're more Fett. invested in Obi-Wan because it's yeah. a character that you care about more than Boba Fett and yeah, also and, just and, and Boba a concept. Fett, but, but also, yeah, the, but Boba Fett as a series was just nothing at all. Yeah. At least things were happening in Obi-Wan that were actively pissing me off. Like, yeah. And even then it wasn't like, it was just where <laughs> things could have been a bit, done a bit better and things were a bit lazy rather than yeah the book of Boba Fett had some moments that were actively bad yeah no I mean this did too to be this did too I mean this did too but like most of it I think just comes down to just like cases of plot convenience and laziness where they rushed it a little bit rather than like having the whole concept be completely you know I don't know I don't know I don't know it doesn't really matter we're not talking about the book of Boba Fett that was just a that was an aside question um jump into spoilers i think and i think i think let's i think let's go through because I, I don't I, think there's definitive pros and cons for this episode no, I, I, don't think, I don't think i don't i definitely don't have as many as like i have done for episode four for example yeah so uh, spoilers it's spoiler time for episode six um and i'm gonna kick it off by saying i thought obi-wan was gonna meet everybody in star wars because yeah. the way they say it up and they say it up like there's like you got the box of lightsabers and you think oh there's more Jedi and you think like oh is he gonna meet Quinlan Voss is he gonna meet Cal Kestis is he gonna blah 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 is yeah. he gonna meet Greedo and Dengar and Yoda and Chewbacca <laughs> but I think they did quite a nice job of of 
staying away from that. Obviously, you see Qui Gon like they set Qui Gon up at the start. That was that was really good. I really enjoyed seeing Qui Gon and the fact they got Liam Neeson back to do it. And I know he's yeah. desperately wanted to come back, but it was just it was just nice to see they'd done it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad they didn't just have Obi Wan. Was a bit mean through. of them to not give him more. Yeah, but I think I think for story purposes, I think it's quite cool that because that sets up a sequel quite nicely. Of maybe he does, maybe there's a sequel series where he explores the Force with Qui Gon sort of thing, and he's yeah, that'd be quite cool. Learning in between because Obi Wan exploring each other's cave. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> in a new cave because he's moved out, hasn't he? He moved out of his. Uh, own he's cave moving into a new cave with Qui Gon, cool. but um, because Obi Wan definitely isn't at the I point. He's got a little house actually in Episode Four. Hasn't he, he does, yeah. So he's house. got to move into a house, yeah, yeah, cool. At some point, but it, but Obi Wan's definitely not at the point where in A New Hope, like we were talking about during the episode, like he disappears, he gets hit with lightsaber, he's a Force ghost. Yeah, so he's yeah. got to learn that. And Star Wars loves to show the origin for everything all the time. So yeah, yeah. Actually, we got a few origins in this episode. We so, did, yeah. Um, Do you want to list them? I thought that we were going to get the origin story for why Leia doesn't have that droid when she's older, but actually he gives it back to us. They're going to have to do that in season two. They're going to have to give the origin for why they have to. They'll do a whole series. They'll do a Lola series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Origin for, I guess, maybe Leia's holster, maybe. Which is Padme's. Yeah, yeah. But is that does she have a does she have a holster really? She, yeah, she, well, she definitely does in some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she does, does in like Endor and one? stuff, doesn't she? Oh yeah, presumably it's. The I, same presumably one. they have gone back. Because no one, no one in Star Wars ever throws anything away. Which is yeah, cool. they keep everything like Luke's ship. Origin for Luke's ship. That's one. His yeah, little, his little toy, ship. toy ship. Um, origin story for why everyone tells Luke that Vader killed his father instead of telling him that Vader was his father. Yeah, because Anakin says as Vader. No, I killed Anakin Skywalker, not you, Obi Wan. Yeah. Um. So that's obviously the origin, because otherwise he would have just said, but, but no. Origin for um, origin for also that sequence where he said you were saying about this, where he says that last time we met. Oh I was yeah, the yeah, student and yeah. the yeah. So I think uh, last episode I was I was confused because there's all these meetings between Obi Wan and Vader in this series, and when they meet each other in episode four, it's like, oh, now I'm now the master. Last time we met, I was but the student and whatever. But but in all those fight scenes previously, Vader had completely had the upper hand, and, and he like, did for a long while in this. Yeah, yeah. But then um, there's probably like one of the probably like the best sort of lightsaber duel in recent star wars history so like post uh, post prequels yeah i mean i liked the i liked the force awakens kylo and ray in the forest that was quite cool <laughs> sort of yeah but also it sort of felt like incredibly low stakes and none of the lightsabers seemed to do anything and no, like, true. yeah uh, but i mean it, i mean to be fair until the end in this one they did they were just hitting rocks and stuff weren't they no, I know, but then they were like also though they were like fully launching rocks at each other with the force, and then also like he cuts yeah, his yeah. helmet off, and then no, but that's what I'm saying. Until that point, stumbling around like until that point, the I think the worst part of that is he's like mashing Vader's chest plate with like the hilt of his lightsaber. He's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. mashing it to pieces. That's sick. It's it's like, cool. Ads. It's hardcore. Cool um, I think we should. I think we should quickly just say just in case we don't touch him again. That that fight scene with Vader and Obi Wan is is awesome. It's really good. Really cool. Yeah. Great, great lightsaber action. Great Star Wars action. Really brutal as well. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Origin for... Well, not an origin for how Luke in Episode 4 has absolutely no idea about like, the, the Jedi, Jedi and, stuff, and the Sith yeah. and things like that. And he's like... Does he ever oh. see Reaver's lightsaber, though? 
Yeah, she's does he? Is he? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know if she had it on while while he was. He's in like room. he's like I know running he escapes and, and then he's like running and hiding while she's no, but she doesn't out. And then he, she's got it up like open as she's walking across the desert chasing him, doesn't she? Don't know. That's why I'm asking. I don't know. I thought she did. I don't know. She might not. I, I can't remember. It doesn't really. Either matter, way, but... either way, it doesn't yeah. matter if he's seen it or not. Still, like, what the hell? Yeah, and also, yeah. what does he do when he goes again? When he gets back and he asks Baru and Owen, and they're like, "Oh, oh, what's <laughs> he, he? Does he go? Who the fuck was that? They weren't asking. And then they go, and then they go, "Oh, yeah, no, don't worry, that was nothing." Well, no, because here's like, what I was saying right. is. Luke like, throughout what? Star Wars just seems like an idiot. So, like, I feel like he won't ask. Luke does not seem to be the brightest spark in Star Wars. He seems like... Um, he just wants to go to the Toshi station. Yeah, he seems um, like all he wants to do is go to the Toshi station. Um, I did I, I did think that there's the scene. So, the Star Destroyer, the massive Star Destroyer is, fire, is chasing their little resistance ship. Um, and Vader says, increase the firepower why because that should easily be able to shoot that down like can you imagine a tank chasing a little moped and they're like we can't get it with the main cannons but also though, is vader so desperate to kill everyone that he would literally just sort of blow the ship blow up the ship that he's you... on and then just fly away yeah do you really think he wouldn't well no because i sort of thought that it was all about getting that like twisted kind of like having the face-to-face where he kills oh, him maybe, maybe and i sort of feel like if he just blew up the ship he'd just be like well, right. Well, that's yeah. it. that sucks. Well, yeah. No, I guess because then when he gets into the escape pod, they follow him. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I guess like it's it just, I guess it's just like last resort. It's like okay, we well, we can blow up the ship. That's all we can do right now. And then he gets into the escape pod. And you're like, oh, we got a different option. We actually can do what we wanted to do. Yeah, but also, why can't they just do what they do with like the um the tentative four or whatever, and use the like tractor beam and pull it into the hole? That comes like well, like I'm saying, makes no sense. I obviously, obviously, it's just so that you know, for convenience, but um. And they all argue with Obi-Wan a bit. He's like, hello there. I'd like to get off this ship. So Darth will follow me. And they're all like, no, Obi-Wan. I'd be like, all right, there's the door. Um, then he's <laughs> overly trusting with Harja. Why is he? Harja is, is like become a weird, like confidant of Obi-Wan. And, and there's a bit where Leia storms off and Harja says to everyone, I find it best that you give her some space. It's like, how do you know that? Like yeah. Obi-Wan's known her for longer. Uh, it's stupid. I don't like Harja. I have a, I I have don't a like bit Harger. of a grudge with Harja. Harja's an annoying character. I don't get why Reva wants to kill Luke because does it say anywhere that he's a Skywalker in that hologram? I can't remember. And even if it does, even if it does, I think it's like there, there's another uh, or something like there's yeah, a boy. She doesn't know layers of Sky. Anyway, it doesn't matter because like she has that flashback. She stood over him. Yeah, she has fuck. that flashback, and then she's like, "Oh, I can't kill him." Why is yeah. why like she's just done this grand speech about no, how no, terrible no, 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 Anakin surely is? She does. She does know. She must know that there. Why? Because how would otherwise, know? how would she know that that would draw Obi Wan out? Because he knows that she's protect. He's protecting kids, but he doesn't know they're Skywalkers. Yeah, but what, how does she know that he's protecting kids unless they're significant well, because... kids? Yeah, that's I'd never thought of that. All right, never mind. Uh, but why? But I don't get why she's killing him anyway. Because she has a flashback, and she's like, "I can't do it." Surely she would have realized that when she did her grand speech about how terrible it was that Anakin was killing kids. She'd be like, "Oh, I'm not going to do that." Yeah, I'm probably not. Gonna, I'm probably not much of me is going to really be interested in killing any kids anytime soon. Um, they they use the force, and it, again, finally, Obi Wan uses the force in Obi-Wan this episode uses the force a lot. Like a motherfucker, he does, doesn't he? He's, he goes for it. Yeah, he's, he's really going he's for it. He's sick of the force. Yeah, he's, he uses some some the force that we've never seen before. He's throwing. Where, he was, that? He's throwing where was that in the prequels? 
well, he doesn't need to in the prequels, does he? No, but also there are many opportunities where he has fights with people where he could, like in that, you know, the massive arena where they're all in. Yeah, the I know. They, if they all just used the force, they could just, just crush just the arena the and kill everyone in it. But yeah. Or literally just ex- like, just blow. Oh, well, no, but this is a problem we've had throughout. The droids that they're fighting. Yeah, this is a problem we've had apart. throughout Star Wars. This is nothing new. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was getting annoyed about this. I would sorry. argue that Obi Wan would be well dead before he had a chance to use the Force, though, because he gets absolutely crushed by like tons of rocks. And yeah, I know yeah. he uses the Force to get them off him, but he's not using the Force to hold <laughs> them off him in the first place. So he gets crushed, and then he lifts it off him, and then he does a little parkour, little hop out the out the out the hole he's in. But he would be Hello well there. dead. Hello there. Hello there. Come out. He to does the say hobble. that. That's another one. Is he says Obi Wan does there. say hello there. He says it to Luke, and it's excellent. It's brilliant when he says hello there. Um, the coolest bit of it, and the coolest bit of the series, and the coolest bit of this character that we've seen so far was battle damage Vader, and the yeah. and the fact it was a mix of Hayden Christensen's voice and James Earl Jones. Yeah, and that was cool. That, that was awesome. Really um, the Emperor was in it, like Qui Gon saw the Emperor yep. for a little bit. He popped up really briefly to say he to address Vader as his friend. Yeah, but also nice. also he asked him like, "Do you are like allegiance is still with me?" As if Vader had showed any reason to doubt. Vader yeah, doesn't know that, does he? But Vader's just chased a space see. hobo across the galaxy and like tried to murder him. And the Emperor's like, "But do you really? Are you really? So are, we, in, are we still friends? <laughs> are we still? Yeah, are we exactly." Still, do you, do you like me still, Anakin? Yeah, I just don't get. Yeah, I don't get. He's like he's a very insecure man. Um, Obi Wan's final outfit. We're gonna. I think we're gonna wrap up on this. Yeah, but Obi Wan's final outfit. And he's got his. He's got his white robes on. And he's got his like cool. His goggles are awesome. He looks sweet. He's he riding sweet. a stupid space camel. It's the same space camel he has in Episode Three. Uh, it was yeah. in Revenge of the Sith. He rides yeah. it up to. It's is it the same camel, camel? Do you reckon? Probably, mate. They wouldn't have a different camel. They don't chuck. The they don't chuck things love, away, do they? Yeah. That's the one. That's the camel that the fans never yeah, love. That's my. Weird. That's that's my Star Wars camel. But it's so slow. Like, walk, <laughs> get a speeder. Luke has a speeder. Get a speeder. Honestly, <laughs> like, use a starship. Also, actually. right? Yeah. Also, though, just quickly, when Reva comes, yeah, Peru's like, no, we stay here. Yeah. Why? No. Get in your car. Leave. Yeah. Like, drive off. Doesn't know where you're going. Yeah, because she gets to the. She knows to go to the homestead. Because of course she does. Because well, no, it's but, the only homestead in but, Star Wars. But Beru says, "Oh, like I don't want to endanger anyone else. You don't have to go around anyone else. You just go off to the desert and just yeah, wait. like you wait there, wait there for a day. Like Reva's probably gonna fucking Jawa juice. You'll be yeah, fine. Reva's gonna get to the to the homestead and be like, well, I've waited a day now. It doesn't really seem like they're about. So maybe I got the wrong address. Right. Here's the other thing. What happens to the people on the path? They never get seen again. Uh, die probably. Well, yeah, there's a lot of people to just die though off off screen. Briefly though, your thoughts on the series as a whole. Do you want to see a second series? Do you want to leave it? Are you happy you saw this series? Do you I still like Star Wars? I don't want to see any. I, I'll watch Andor. After that, I don't want to watch any Star Wars for about ten years. Well, you're going to because we're going to cover it. <laughs> just, you're going to watch. I, you are going to watch every Star Wars. I wish they'd stop. I wish they'd leave something sacred. It's fine. We don't need to know everything about every character. Yeah, we uh, do. We need to know yeah. the origin for everything, every item of clothing. And they introduced new items of clothing in this show that Obi Wan wears. We have got to see the origin for them at some point. We got to have a. No, we got to have a prequel to the prequel, and we got to know where he got that nice white top from and those goggles. 
Someone gave it. Someone we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him wear barber. the goggles yet. We saw them around his neck. We got to see a series where he puts them on and has them on. That's true. Yeah. So and a series where he like he meets Chewbacca. So bored of Star Wars now. But I'm so, so upset. I'm so upset that Star Wars has made me feel this way. I mean, to be fair though. I liked the series. I thought it was a I bit thought, fun. Yeah. I, yeah, I you it's, know, it's it's fine. It's a good. It's good fun. Um, it sorted itself out in the last two episodes. Just stop now. Yeah, yeah. Quit while stop. you're ahead. Yeah, or quit while you're Which you behind, are. but not Which not you... as behind as you could be. Yeah, yeah. Better than Morbius. Yeah. Um, not better than the next thing we've got coming up on the episode, though, which you will probably hear a second segue for after the <laughs> after the ad. But um, back to you, past Josh and Alfie, throwing it back to you. Okay, so now with the magic of editing, you will have just listened to us review Obi Wan Kenobi episode six, which we haven't reviewed at the time I'm saying this. What it's like time travel, but better because it's actually podcast editing. So right about now is the time in the episode where we say, "Hey, remember that Audible deal we spoke about earlier? What is it?" Uh, if you've essentially, if you've been listening to the podcast for the last few episodes, you'll know that we love Audible. We love Audible. We, we think the world of it. And um, if you like us, are someone who would who who wishes they read more, and so, and for whatever reason isn't able to find the time, you know, maybe 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 struggles with the um, with reading comprehension. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe struggles with the ability to read, or alternatively, just struggles with. Uh, like you know the the attention span or, or whatever it is but again you still we, we can sit and watch a three-hour movie but we can't read a book for 10 minutes <laughs> far more brain activity man. <laughs> requires requires far far more processing but you uh you think i can afford it but i don't think i want to just spend the money without trying it first well we have news for you we have a 30-day free trial we can offer you if you go to audibletrial.com forward slash cloven hoof uh, that link, as always, is in the description of whatever service you're listening to. Have you ever wondered how Han Solo, our favourite Star Wars character, got his name? Have you wonder, ever, ever wondered how he got his gun? Have you ever wondered how he met his best friend? Have you ever wondered how he... Got his ship? Ha- yeah, have you wonder, what, ever wondered how he got his ship and how his ship... Developed its signature look, and how he met his other best friend. Well, and how he met his other best friend. And let me tell you exactly how all these things happened because they happened within the span of about forty-eight hours. Let me take you back to a time before. Uh, it's twenty twelve. You're George Lucas, and your great mate Lawrence Kasdan, who has written many Star Wars things. You're together. You're talking shop. You you know you're talking about the Star Wars shop, mm-hmm. and. I can't remember if you were George Lucas or Lawrence Castan, but George Lucas turns to Lawrence Castan and he says, what about we do a Han Solo prequel film? And Lawrence Castan says, it's great. I'll get straight to writing it. And write it, he did. Then, it's a, it's a time after that, but it's still a time before. And Disney buys Star Wars. And Disney says, this is great. We still want your Han Solo film, but what we're going to do is we're going to tear it in two and then we're going to put it back together and then we're going to tear it in two again and then sack the director and then hire a new director who's going to finish the film this sounds familiar this sounds like a like a like a previous star wars spin-off movie that we spoke about two weeks ago no we spoke about four weeks ago because we spoke about rogue one 
before everyone came out but that's what happened with solo and i earlier i said about its box office and i said that it made about 600 million and i was vastly wrong so solo was one of the most expensive films ever made obviously with reshoots and all of that it cost about 270 million to make Mm -hmm. plus marketing so let's call it 400 million Mm -hmm. plus actors plus directors that they've got to pay so say solo made cost 400 million okay mm-hmm. how much do you do you reckon solo made back solo yes. made 393 million dollars yeah so it, i'd like to have that money that's a lot of money but yeah but they didn't even break even nope. so a, a people people a few people lost a few million dollars on that film yeah so which good poor poor them but not them at all. no, not at all. But <laughs> it, it, but it does mean, and I think. Well, it meant that that was the last yeah. Star Wars spin-off movie. Well, not the last Star Wars spin-off, but the last Star Wars spin-off movie using an original character like that. Yeah. Um, which is a shame because I really like Solo, and Solo is one that I. When we watched it, didn't expect you to like. But what do you think of Solo? You can spoil it. We're in full spoilers because this film came out four years ago. Yeah, I, you know, I thought, I thought that. Um, so yeah, I was, I was expecting to be honest. I was expecting not to like it very much. Yeah. And my first note that I made, well, you know, first few minutes of watching it was this seems pretty good, and that was my opinion of it throughout. That was it was it was pretty good. Yeah. And um, I. I thought because Alden Aaron Reich, mm. people didn't like him as handy. people didn't like when he was cast, and I don't think they liked him up to the film. And I think people watched it and they pretty positive about his actual performance. Yeah, he he's good. He's a good hand. He's a good mm-hmm. hand solo. Um, Very. Uh, he, I think he, he looks he, good as well. I think people yeah. said about how he looks. I think he looks good enough. I'm a massive Donald Glover fan. I'm a fan of his music. I'm a fan of his, you know, writing of, of TV and movies. And I'm a fan of his acting. But mm-hmm. of the two of them to play a, a legacy character as such, I don't think he's as good as Alden Ehrenreich. And I think he's great. That's not to say that he's bad because he's not. But I think he is the one that everyone came away loving and wanting to see more of. Alden Ehrenreich, people were fine with it. But I also like, though, I love him as Lando, as this version of Lando where you see a little bit more because you, you you see in you know in Empire and in Return of the Jedi that Lando's got this exterior of being this just like super suave, just like too cool. Like he mm-hmm. can just handle anything and it doesn't matter. He can deal with whatever. He's just Lando and he doesn't give a shit, right? He's just so fucking smooth. And in this, like you can see that exterior is there, but also actually he's he's a bit of a he's a bit of a wimp. Like that negotiation with um with Beckett, Woody Harrelson's character, where yeah, he yeah. starts and he's like, I want 50%. And they're like, no. And then Beckett comes in and he's like 25. Yeah. <laughs> and and like, then he ends up settling. He, he, ends up, he ends up just sort of leaving with nothing because he can't. He does. He got, he flies <laughs> off, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and so it's and, and I like that about that character that he's, you know, he's it's all it's all exterior, it's all facade. Yeah, like everything about him is is a front, and I think they and I think um, I think that Donald Glover does that really well. They are well, so they're doing it. There's a Lando TV series in the works. Mm-hmm. Whether it's still happening or not, I don't know because it was announced a couple of years back and it's been quiet on that front. But it seems that it's in the works, and it would also seem based on the fact that Jimmy Fallon 
seems to accidentally have revealed it. It will be Donald Glover coming back, mm-hmm. um, which is great. I want to see more of him, but I would also very much like to see more of the rest of them because and I think we'll start by talking about characters. We've spoken about Lando. I'd like to see Kira return. I'd like to see Han Solo return, Alden Aaron, right, Han Solo. I wouldn't even much, you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing, and it would be a bit weird because they've done Luke Skywalker without recasting, but I wouldn't mind seeing Alden Ehrenreich's Han Solo return in like, you know, if they did the book of Boba Fett and they did a flashback in that, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing Alden Ehrenreich play that Han Solo. It would be a bit jarring, but I'd like to see him return. Obviously, Beckett's dead, so to see him return would be a bit odd unless he did a spin-off. A spin-off of a spin-off. Um... Chewbacca, take it or leave it, because it's the same Chewbacca we've always seen. Nothing really changes. But Woody Harrelson's great in that. Just Woody Harrelson's always great. I lo- I love Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I think Woody Harrelson's brilliant. He 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 works really well because there's a, so few actors. I can't remember if we were saying this about someone. The Marvel universe, right? There's certain actors who just sort of you just get the feeling when they're in one of those movies that they don't really fit there. And I think an example of that would have been so that for um, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, um, they did, you know, there there were rumours that there'd be like Tom Cruise's Iron Man making an appearance, right? And as much as I'd have liked to see that, I'd have thought that would have been cool, whatever. And I'm sure lots of other people would. I feel like Tom Cruise isn't the the kind of actor who'd work in the MCU. Yeah, I mean, in that role, I think he would because... Initially, obviously, the reason he wasn't in Iron Man was because it didn't work and because he wanted, reportedly, he wanted Iron Man to have his, to either have a see-through mask or to not have his, like, mask on Mm -hmm. so that you always see his face. So, yeah, obviously, there's, like, kind of an ego thing there. But but I think in a role like that, absolutely, he works just because it's almost self, uh, self-referential to the whole MCU and it's, it's history, but... Yeah, yeah, Woody Harrelson, you're right, is one that works in everything, except funnily enough, the MCU because that Venom film is a bit rough. But he's he's not the he's not the, the no, bad also part. That's, of it. that's Spunk, isn't it? That is yes. Which for clarification, S P U M for Mango C Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel characters. So there was a rumor here um, <laughs> that this is about Woody Harrelson and working in films. Is that Woody Harrelson? Uh, this 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 comes from an industry insider well before the film ever released how much you believe these industry insiders i don't know but before solo came out there was a rumor that woody harrison had held up production of solo this is in this is in 2017 so i'm looking at this in 2017 so a year before solo came out there was a rumor that woody harrison had held up production until they could bring him organic prunes and they kept bringing him prunes but they weren't organic or they weren't the right prunes and he refused to film until he got them now a year later solo comes out woody harrelson is eating prunes in the film all the way through it so i think that's true like it must be true because this this rumor comes out a year before and then unless unless it's a clever like he's heard the rumor and he's like i'm just gonna eat prunes on but there's a there's an interview where he was told by the actors that he had eaten too many prunes on set and he was <laughs> he was basically saying it's fine i've eaten prunes before and everything and playing it off but um i think it's i think it's hilarious that that this this film was plagued by production issues and it was it went from 
uh, director to director, and it was Lord and Miller originally who are credited in, in the credits as producers, but it went from Lord Lord and Miller to just basically the Lucasfilm story group to Ron Howard. And I think it's funny that this happened and there was all these, these rumours of uh, friction within the cast and there were rumours of Alden Ehrenreich refusing to, like, take acting classes like they wanted him to and things like that. And which I don't think is true for a start. But anyway, there's all these rumors, there's all these production issues, but it, but my favorite of the lot is that Woody Harrelson couldn't get the prunes he wanted. <laughs> and then also just has the has the absolute nerve to stand there mid-scene and just be snacking on prunes. Because he is all the way through the movie. <laughs> it's excellent. It's so good. It's so good. I love it. Um, but he's, I, I think... I, to be fair, I think in a lot of ways, him and his character are, if not the, I'd say at least one of the best points of that movie because a hundred percent. Because he he's sort of also so kind of kind of kind of relates to this because he doesn't get a whole lot of backstory, if if any at all. Actually, he doesn't get much well. He gets a bit. He killed Aura Singh. We know that. Um, but either way, doesn't get loads and loads of backstory. But no. also though. No, none of them really do. It the movie moves at a it's it moves it's at a pace. Moves at a zip, doesn't it? Like properly. But a lot of the time, that can be to the detriment of the film. Not in this in case. In this case, no. it is really good, and I'm glad they did it like that. And I'm glad it's not a sort of dragging kind of like. It's just you know, fun as well. It's not like a yeah, slog. Exactly. It's just fun. It's not super serious. It doesn't. Re- it's not like Book of Boba Fett that feels like it's taking itself really serious. It's like. This this movie is this movie is a fun heist gone wrong in the Star Wars universe, and it's a laugh. And it's these characters yeah. who you know is a little bit different because it's not the same actors, but it's these guys. It's the gang back together. It's, it's Lando and it's Han. It's how these guys became friends. They're doing a, they're doing they're doing that they're doing a heist. They've got all the, they've got all their mates. It's great. Yeah, oh, I mean, it's really good. I, I I think the one the worst thing it does is when it almost makes a point of slowing down to tell you something about Han Solo. Like it'll be moving along and then they'll be sat around a campfire and he's like, here's the gun that you use all the time in every film. Here's that gun. And then it'll be it'll be moving along at a zip again. And then it slows it, it slows it down to show you, or before this, it shows it, it, it slows it down to have a scene where someone says your name and he goes, Han. And then they're like, and your people. And he's like, I have no people. And then the guy's like, okay, then Han Solo. Like, it's those things that it's like, you didn't need to slow down to give us that. Just, do you know what? From the very start, his name's Han Solo. Whatever. Fine. Like, like, yeah. Anyway, that's a minor complaint. My, my, my complaint is, is that Solo is at its worst when it slows down to tell us too much. Yeah. Okay. When they're on the, they're at the start, they're doing, they're, they're stealing the coaxium and they're doing the car chase through the streets and then it's straight off planet. And then there's a, there's the best war scene in all of Star Wars, like a really well done, like trench warfare scene. And then it zips straight onto, they're doing a train heist and then that fails and then they're doing another heist. And I just, I think when it's doing that, it's at its best and it's yeah. probably the best Disney Star Wars movie. I know people, I love Rogue One. Um, and I know people, like somewhat like episode seven a little bit it's undoubtedly better than eight and nine yeah um it's it's the best disney star wars movie by a long way 
I don't know. I love Rogue One. I really do. And that feels probably excessively mean on Rogue One. But I just I think Solo is just it's just fun. Like it's really yeah. it's an enjoyable watch and it stands up if it's not Star Wars as well. Yeah. Rogue One, if you remove the fact that it's the Death Star, it's fine, but it's just sort of just another like it's just another like stealing military plans yeah, movie. I think, I think Rogue mm. One Rogue One is good because of the context in which mm-hmm. it but um yeah, you're right. Like I think um it wouldn't be particularly special if it wasn't that. I don't know. I just I think I just think it's a I think it's a film that got way too much criticism and I obviously it's obviously it didn't make much money because it came out in the middle of the year rather than well, Star Wars generally December release. It came out in the middle of the year, like sort of in a month where nothing was really going on and it was a recast of a character that people didn't want recast and and also people weren't really hot on star wars at this point because episode eight had just come out um but i love it as far as i know it's set at the same time as everyone can be not exactly the same like year but it's that same sort of about about sort of 10 years either side of the prequels and, and, and originals um i think it's very funny that Han Solo is this laid back cocky guy like smuggler in episode four but like he's completely experienced the full horrors of war and so I think it's really funny that that's it moves on like that's a great scene though don't get me wrong I love that yeah um there is an origin story for every aspect of Han Solo including and I wrote this note at the bit where Chewbacca appears and then that raises the question of does Chewbacca have his kid I'm not sure because Wiki's aged differently. Because at this point, it doesn't hand go, oh, like, how old are you? And, and Chewbacca goes, which means... Oh, and then Han Solo's like, yeah, like, 190. 190 years old? And it's like, oh, yeah. So <laughs> presumably Lumperump, like Lumperump in the Star Wars special, which is set between episode four and five, right? Yeah, they head back for Wookiee Life Day. Yeah, yeah. Lumperump could be 40. Because Grogu is 50. Yeah. So, okay, maybe, maybe Lumperump is... Maybe Lumper Lump Lumper 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 Lump is 25, let's say. So maybe he has Lumper Rump before because they then he could have Lumper Rump five like f- like 10 years before episode four. Okay, so uh so there was set about 10 years after episode three, yes? Yep. So so Han Solo, Chewbacca, they do their Kessel Run in this episode. They get their Millennium Falcon. Oh, I forgot they did the Kessel Run as well. They go to... Um, they go back to Kashyyyk. Chewbacca... They, he reunites Chewbacca with his... I thought, I thought you were telling me that in the movie Solo, they go no, back no, no, to Kashyyyk no, 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 and then they have Lumpur. This is my theory. This is my theory. So they go... So after that happens, Han and Chewie are like... Han's like, shit, like, what the fuck do we do now? I've done all my origin story stuff. I don't need to do anything. And Chewbacca's like, well, I've already done some of my origin story because I met Yoda. But I, yeah. also, I also need to have my family of Lumpy, whatever the other ones are called. Lumpurump, the horrible weirdo uncle. Um, no, but so, he's, so I, I reckon my theory is that he went after these events. They go back to Kashyyyk. And then... Um, Chewbacca probably spends a little bit of time with his family because he's obviously been separated from the, from them for a while because he's been yeah. in the he's been in the Wookiee the Wookie hole. He's been in Wookiee hole. He's been in Wookiee hole, which is a regional <laughs> reference. But he's been in Wookiee hole, and then you know, so Hans like, oh, I'll probably take you back to your family. 
they kick about for a bit. Han probably does some shit on Kashyyyk. He probably fucks off for a little bit. Comes back later to get Chewie. In the meantime, Chewie's got his his sweet sweet. Chewie's had a kid. What's the what's the pregnancy period of yeah, a Wookiee? I don't know. I think for the sake of this, we'll say we're asking the important questions. I'm going to say for the sake of this because they've got a considerably longer lifespan. Should we say a I'm year? Say, yeah, I'm going to say a year. Okay, so Han's Han's gone to Tatooine for a year. He's got to do that first Jabba heist. Han's gone off to see Jabba for a year, right? He's been kicking about with Jabba, comes back. Uh, Chewie's kid's just been born, but he's like, look, man, I've been doing a bunch of Jabba shit, but I can't do it without you, dog. And so Chewie's like, which means, hell yeah, man, I'm sick, Let's of, do these, it. I'm, I'm sick of these dad duties. My child's been born for a week, but I do, I hate this dude so much, I call him Lumper Rump. Lumpy, Lumpy for sure. Or, or Waru. He also gets called Waru. Either way, fuck this dude. We're going. We're going. Let's go, Han. And so then that's that gives them time for Lumpurump to be about a, about uh, nine by uh, a New Hope, or, and then nine or ten, and then let's say ten by the Christmas special. Yeah. So yeah. realistically, Lumpurump could because because in the in the Christmas special, he's still like a. Child, yeah child. because it, there's in star wars aftermath the book set after in the aftermath obviously um lump war yeah it is isn't it lump war is still a kid like lump war is still a young wookie doing liberating other wookies and um and i don't know this because i just looked it up i actually know i know lump war entire story off the top of my head but um so it would suggest that Lumpurump is a young child in the Christmas special because mm-hmm. for him to still be a child a few years later. Anyway, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter when Lumpurump was born. I just like the idea that Lumpurump is kicking about while his father's just like doing heists. Like he's just doing just doing some fun train heists. <laughs> and also that... Chewbacca gets out of Wookiee prison and he isn't immediately like, I want to go back and see Lumpurump. He's like, fine, let's do a train heist. I just I can't be asked with Lumpurump. Han Solo can speak yeah, Wookiee. Solo, which is weird because I don't know why he never does after that point. Because he doesn't need to. Because like, well, you said this during the film and I said, well, like at this point, Chewbacca is like about to eat him because they're in prison together. So you probably, like if, 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 if someone who didn't speak your language is about to eat you, you, you wouldn't do that thing where you just talk louder at them in English that English people love to do. <laughs> you'd probably, if you knew their language, you'd try and level with them. And then when they're in their language, they're like, I do understand English. Yeah. You'd okay. probably then talk to them in English because for Han Solo to constantly be talking in Wookiee would do horrible things to his throat. Yeah, this is true. So this it makes sense true. to talk English because Chewbacca doesn't have to talk English. He can carry on talking Wookiee. I want to see Chewbacca talk English though. I want to see Han Solo talk Wookiee and then Chewbacca just in complete like full English. Like I've we I've learned how to I've learned how to do this the whole time. I'm 190. You think I haven't learned English? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what the fuck, Chewbacca? Yeah, come like, on. Come Han Solo's on. like Han Solo's in his early twenties and yeah. he's like putting in the effort. Star Wars has some awesome big explosions, is another note I got. So do you remember that yeah. when they're doing the train heist and the the they are both the pulling the explosion? Yeah, or Coaxium. Yeah implosion yeah it's awesome it's like the big thermal imploder that greedo has in battlefront one but so it looks like probably it it it, it looks so cool because it looks like it i I think i think what they're really good at doing in star wars and and what a lot of the time things get wrong like big sci-fi movies and stuff 
is they do these huge explosions and destruction and whatever, mm. but it doesn't look like anything that would actually happen on Earth. But because they've done that and it's got like, it looks like actual sort of real yeah. water and real physics and real things that are actually, that I don't know, like things that you could potentially see in real life. It looks awesome because it's just like... Yeah, it's sound, also the sound of Star Wars explosions as well. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Emphis Nest, really great. Well, a villain, not really, but for the, at least for the how they set it up, great villain, yep. great hero as they do in Star Wars, heroes and villains. Mm-hmm. Great at the end there. A really cool design as well with that like Shaw Trooper helmet and armor that's like been modified. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, which you said, I was I was amazed that you thought Emphis Nest was cool because I thought the first thing I thought you'd say was Emphis Nest is stupid. No, you're a big you're a big cynic and especially with star wars you're a big star wars cynic as well so i expect you to be like i mean sometimes it just looks dumb sometimes that the star wars often treads a very fine line between looking really 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 cool and just impossible do you know what stupid. is really impossibly stupid in this film what more star wars singing scenes <laughs> I, and thought that was, I thought that was funny I, I hate it when they I come in and there's it. the when they come into the the crim- was it the crimson dawn is yeah, yeah 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 no i know i know that she's crimson dawn but is crimson dawn the big crime syndicate yeah, or is that yeah. that is that a split anyway yeah crimson dawn's the big crime syndicate that actually i think darth maul's at the head of yeah i think but then there's yes. that guy the, the guy whatever his name is what is his name what's paul bettany's name in this can't remember his, his character is considering how big a role he has incredibly forgettable he's one of the weakest yeah. points of the film he's not bad though he's not bad but he's just like, like yeah you know who cares um i hate that scene though i hate that scene and then furthermore i hate that everyone knows everyone in that scene this is the thing i say about star wars know, a lot I know, but i, I hate that han solo what are the odds of kira being there for a start what are the double odds of kira being his right hand man Dryden Voss's right-hand man. Dryden Voss. And then Beckett walks in and goes, oh, hey, Kira. And Kira goes, oh, hey, Beckett. <laughs> like, Oh, you two know each other? Yeah. Like, we what? Together. Yeah. Ansel isn't as blown away that she's there as you might think. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> All right. Space singing scenes are rubbish. The fact that everyone knows each other is rubbish. I hate the weird galaxy shrinking that Star Wars likes to do. Then Lando appears. Lando is in is the best dressed Lando has ever been. And Lando is that's saying a lot because Lando yeah, is really has impeccable taste in clothes. That cape, man. That cape. But but I love the the yellow top black cape combo. And then even better Gorgeous. at the end, I love Hawaiian shirt, yellow yeah, cape, yeah, yeah. white cape even white cape with yellow on it. Love that. Um, and then the, he the loose tie. Oh yeah, well that's what does it. That's what does it is yeah. the is the little the, the black loose tie and the little black collar on his yellow shirt. Ooh, but um, and then he introduces us to L three thirty seven, who is Phoebe Waller Bridge, who is weirdly sexually charged at first and then is on a droid revolution, which I love. Uh, the, droid, I, the droid revolution scene was. I love the droid revolution. When they go into the when they go to the factory, and there's all the droids who are like working on the various like terminals <laughs> in the factory, and then she goes around one by one and like takes off all their inhibitor chips or whatever. Yeah, like. yeah. And then like, I like that bit was so good. That no, was the, so the gong fun. droid stamping yeah. on all the controls. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. It was like sort of really weirdly like heartwarming. All the, all the little funny stupid droids just sort of walking around. It's fucking hilarious and it's so good as well. And like, 
I quite and, and and as much as they were sort of her character was quite heavy handed with the like you know the the sort of the uh, I don't know like the droid the droid rights kind of but uh, like but you know in a way that doesn't doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like forced because like a lot of the time you get stuff like that in movies that are produced for enormous franchises and you'll have characters who are who who are there to to show that the studio to show that the studio is is super inclusive rather than doing the right thing and actually just yeah rather than rather than it being an actual case of genuine goodwill from the studio's perspective it's a performative thing and it and 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 the entire point of what that character is supposed to stand for is counteracted by the fact that at the end of the day the studio doesn't give a fuck they're just like look we'll be able to sell more if we come across as caring about this topic right but in the case of her character i don't think it comes across like that no i don't think it does I loved it as it got on and I loved, I loved, like you say, how taking off the restrictor bolts off the droids and the gonk droids stamping on the controls and all of that. And, and like they've gone there to do this heist and she's just like, yeah, also I'm going to liberate all the droids. And then, then I asked the question though of like, has she liberated them? Because the minute, right. They're working for the pikes and they obviously don't know it because their droids were programmed to do one thing. So they are just like pressing a button all day. They don't know it. Now she's liberated them. That mine is still there, but now there's just a bunch of droids who are like, "What am I doing?" And they're stomping around and they're, they're having fun in the control room. Yeah, but what, when, what about when they leave? What about when the, when Han Solo and, and L three thirty seven leave? Go out, then they go out and they walk that planet and they just they just, they just the walk across the care. across Kessel, for, yeah. for Kessel, <laughs> which is just just it's mining planet. It's it's just it's fun. They're gonna go and have. <laughs> They're now just wandering mining planet, except now they're aware of the fact they're on a terrible, terrible planet <laughs> surrounded by terrible people. Also, if um if Battlefront 2 is to be believed, all of those little like puddles on castle, which are everywhere, are acidic and they'll hurt you and kill you. So like they don't know this yet because all they've known is how to press a button. So now they're just going to wander and one of them is just going to fall into an acid puddle and they're all going to learn that they're on this horrible planet and they're going to have a harrowing droid survival tale. I'd love to see a film or a game or a TV series centered around five of those droids that have just wandered off in a bunch and they've just got to navigate this hideous planet and try not to get captured by the Pikes who if they hadn't been liberated wouldn't have been an issue because they never would have known because they're robots. <laughs> yeah okay fine then it's funny the l337 gets shot and so they're like okay she has the best navigation like you know the best navigational capabilities in the galaxy so we'll upload her into the Millennium falcon but it seems that they upload her entire brain so this droid that lando has seemingly had not just a relationship with but a sexual relationship with based yeah. on implications in the movie is now in the millennium falcon which is which is weird but it's okay if lando keeps that ship but then han solo is just like okay this ship's mine i'm, I'm winning i'm gonna i'm gonna cheat at this game at the end of the movie i'm gonna give you some payback i'm going to take this ship but not only this ship your girlfriend is uploaded in this ship so i'm going to fly around the galaxy with your ship and your girlfriend i like the thought i i, and I said this while we were watching it um that as soon as he gets the ship off hands off off lando he's just like i don't need this anymore <laughs> White just like frees up some free to free up some, free, some space on the ship computer he's, he's, like, he's, i'm just gonna i will get rid of her i'm just gonna download space google maps i've yeah. got some space wi-fi now i've landed at this port i don't need the robot with the navigation on it download all that i'm done i don't need the weird robot um 
there's a moment where um, I think it's Phoebe Waller-Bridge robot. I can't remember. Mm. Somebody essentially tells someone tell they they use the word ass. No, well, here's the thing: if but someone like, said so, I'd rather that than them constantly in the Mandalorian. They're constantly like banter fodder, banter fodder, hoodoo, things like that. It's like yeah. uh, just say like like you talk full English. I, I understand why they can't swear, but don't do stupid fake swear words because it's the same meaning. We get yeah. the meaning of it, but it's stupid because you talk perfect english all the way through or you know whatever language you yeah. watch star wars in you talk perfect earth languages all the way through so then to suddenly just be like yeah well this was a bunch of banter fodder it's like we know what you mean because it's literally you've taken star wars cow and you've taken star wars word for shit i know fodder is a word in english also but like and you've just yeah, put yeah, them yeah. together we know what that means so, like yeah, come yeah. on like yeah, okay. I asked was quite refreshing because it's better than her being like, sit on your banter backside. Like, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather that she just is like that. The other thing is, is that Lando then, Lando's introduced, he then introduces us to a droid. He also introduces us to the cleanest Millennium Falcon we've ever seen. And it looks really cool like this. And you might be thinking, oh my God, it's really shiny and it's really white and it's really white on the inside and it's really lovely on the inside, actually. It's a really nice ship when Han Solo has it it just looks it's horrible and it's brown and it looks like he spent years actively trying to make it look bad but um it looks like he spent years not showering and instead of showering he's just rubbed all of his like bodily grime off on the wall yeah he's just and it's Chewbacca they go to a muddy planet and rather than like clean himself off Chewbacca just shakes himself off all around the Millennium Falcon and he to, to make sure it doesn't even spread he doesn't just do it when he gets to the door he makes sure that he does it in a different spot each time and also Han Solo then after he's done he goes along with a mop he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't mop it into a bucket he just spreads it out even <laughs> yeah. like yeah, a yeah. thin layer of paint but um but they show how he does that and he does it in about five minutes he manages to ruin the interior and exterior of the millennium falcon but and i mean it's amazing that the millennium falcon surprise survive um because they fly through all sorts of trouble but it's also very funny that it goes from perfect millennium falcon and then rather than do some do some like pre-planning of this franchise and say okay well it's going to look like this for the first movie and then maybe we'll do a second where it starts to look a bit like Han's got his hands on it he customizes it or whatever they just go okay so it looks like this at the start and then by the end it has to look like the regular one oh my god we're halfway through filming the movie and we still haven't done it let's just whack one scene in where he wrecks it also because reasonably though right reasonably Han could at some point have just decided that he didn't like the harsh white interior just changed like, it oh, out i want to switch out for a nice beige also surely with the way that it gets damaged so it gets damaged by like i guess the interior is ruined by like the smoke and stuff and it, it looks like it looks like Han Solo's heavily smoked inside that thing for yeah, years but also this is one instance of smoke just really scrub it get a pressure washer on it because it must it must stink cleaner. it must stink forever of smoke ray and finn would get in an episode seven and they'd be like different ship please this one honks <laughs> this is grim but um yeah so they uh they ruin the millennium falcon while star wars is in its peak tentacle era and they ruin it with the biggest tentacle monster we've ever seen okay so they fly through what well, they call it the mail what have i got the maelstrom right yeah. that's what it's yeah yeah what is the maelstrom it's just a big space cloud full of space dust yeah it's a it's a weird weird shortcut through the castle run yep uh, how could they make 
it easier to do this. And so no one would have to bother with the shortcut because it would just be the way to go. Someone who cared, which is presumably the Empire, because they need all this stuff that they make on Kessel. If they want it quicker, what could they do? They could make a massive space bulldozer and get rid of all this space dust and just push it somewhere else. Get rid of the big space tentacle monster with a big space bulldozer. Why don't they do that? Um, because it makes for a fun scene. But <laughs> simple as. <laughs> And you know what, you know what? everyone's always because this stuff is like hyperdrive fuel right that's what they mine on kessel yeah everyone's always needed that in star wars everyone's always needed that oh uh, no because it can't be the it can't be the only um the only place for it no it can't but also it's the kessel run that everyone knows about is the kessel, run. No, but, I mean, the kessel well this run. is the thing though this is the thing is han solo in in episode four is like did the Kessel run in 12 parsecs. A you assume the Kessel run is some sort of like time trial when he says that, yeah. which is fine that it's not whatever. But if you were like if if you phoned me up and you had told me that there was a like you're like, yeah, there's a there's a fuel depot starts six miles away. You know, drove that in like you know, I drove that dead quick. <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> cool. Okay. Like also there's there's every chance that you know if 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 you picked a fuel depot on a different planet in a different system, I'd probably be like, huh? <laughs> what is that is that quick and then also even even weirder if you said that you had done that drive to a fuel depot and you didn't name a time that you had done it in you gave me a distance <laughs> you were like so you normally normally it's 20 miles i did it in nine i'd be like cool how and i mean how in this case is obviously you drove through a shortcut with an octopus in it but like <laughs> still uh it, it's cool but i almost wish the kessel run had been like a bounty hunting route that had was like time based rather than because it, it does it does solve that technicality as he does do it in a shorter distance than anyone else because he does cut through a bit that nobody else uses yeah yeah but yeah um so he dirties up the millennium falcon um doesn't clean it um and then so obviously it does that and you get to they've done the castle run and they land on beach planet mm-hmm. with the community of people who have no tongues and also Warwick Davis. Emphis Nest turns up, tells a story. No, they... Warwick Davis is with Emphis Nest. Oh yeah. Warwick Davis and Emphis Nest turn up um, and they tell a story about how this planet came to be. Uh, they land on this planet because they can refine coaxium there uh, because they've stolen unrefined coaxium. They need refined coaxium. So they refine it there. They should have got the portable refiner uh, um, upgrade in No Man's Sky. They didn't. That's it's on them. <laughs> Um, that's their fault. That's, their, that's their fault. You can have it in your backpack if you want, but they made the mistake of just leaving it at their base. But um, so they refine it there. Emphis Nest turns up and is like, "Hey, look, actually, um, these are bad blokes you're giving this to. So why don't you give it to us?" And Han Solo is like, "Yeah, sure." So he gives it to them. Uh, and it is at this point that the film tries its absolute hardest to really, really set up a sequel because you have your final fight, and then what I think is one of the silliest the silliest sequel reveals or you know sequel teases of all time is darth maul facetimes kira essentially and waves waves his lightsaber at her for a little bit and he's like you and i shall be working very closely from now on kira almost as in as in like hey kira i'm going to be the villain in the sequel um just so you know heads up so you've got this going on and at the same time this is going on han solo runs after beckett who's run off with what he thinks is the coaxium mm-hmm. it's not it's an empty case um, and Beckett then goes, yeah, heard about a job on Tatooine. Some big shot gangster looking to put a crew together. 
yeah big shot gangster being jabber obviously and that is where i think a a very good sequel could have been in the works mm-hmm. and also that sequel is never happening no ever although i reckon if they do um that lander tv show I feel like maybe they would they would squeeze some of that sequel material into that. I don't think they will because I think that they'll try and separate it out. And I think because it's called like the Lando Chronicles or something or whatever. Yeah, I think Boba Fett also has no, and I know it does, but I think in this case it's it's just going to be Lando, and it'll probably be how he gets Cloud City, to be honest. Yeah, probably. And how he got his how he got his surname. Yeah, I, it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me to be quite honest with you, but um. It also gives us the biggest origin of all, the origin of the rebellion, which Han Solo was incidentally there for. Yeah. And then he's his nest is like, we're probably we're probably thinking of doing a rebellion. Do you want to join in? He's like, he's nope. like that. But maybe in maybe in 10 years when I'm offered a bucket load of money to save a princess, I might. So <laughs> Solo is, if nothing else, the biggest origin story of all time in any franchise, because it doesn't just have the origin story of a character. It has the origin story of everything about that character as well, which, which makes me think, yeah, what, what were they going to do in a sequel? But also um, I just, I just, I really like that movie. And I know we said it at the start of this, but I think that it has to be said, this is a good movie. Yeah, for sure. And I wouldn't mind. Do you know what? If, if this was, sadly it was the turning point in the wrong direction because they completely misinterpreted why it didn't make much money obviously with all the problems it faced i think it came out as a as a a really surprisingly solid movie it had every right to be terrible and to sort of just be a complete mess uh but it wasn't so i ask you this alfie Deverell is solo a star wars story and that's not the question. It Solo is, is a Star Wars story. Is, Star Wars story yeah. is Solo a Star Wars story better or worse than Morbius? It is about a million times better than Morbius. And is it better than Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yeah. I enjoyed this so much more than any episode of Kenobi that I've watched. And I and I think what it made me sort of feel like more than I already was about the Star Wars TV shows that are coming out at the moment is that it's just a, it's just a shame because they obviously can do so much better and I know this had movie budget and it, you know whatever and it had probably more experienced... had a ridiculous budget as well yeah, it, it, had was a, a it had a ludicrous budget, budget. so really there was no excuse for it to be bad right but well no 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 it has every excuse to be bad because like you said it went through development hell like it had a worse development. I know Boba Fett and Obi-Wan Kenobi were supposed to be films and then weren't and started, but but at the very least, once they got going, yeah, yeah, yeah. they had a fair run at it, whereas Solo didn't. So I think Solo has every right to be a terrible movie. Yeah, well, well then, well, well, even then, even more, just like with the material that they had to work with, there is no excuse for the for the book of Boba Fett to be just bland there's no excuse for a large portion in my opinion of obi-wan kenobi to just be actively bad and it's like yeah. because that, i don't know i don't know I, I, it's just like it, it just feels disappointing considering i also just think stop making fucking tv shows and i know why they're doing it but i and i know i said this last episode i don't think stop i think it's nice make, to okay, okay make a couple of good tv shows instead of loads of average ones Make a couple of good TV shows and a couple of good films. 
because really over the course of the year that is actually all you actually need you don't need five tv shows and no no of course you don't i think i think what they should do is they should limit it at the current slate of tv shows we've got we think limit it the mandalorian ahsoka and or obi-wan kenobi and the book of boba fett if you want to do more seasons of them you probably shouldn't but you can obviously the mandalorian will keep going and that it should and but i i think stop announcing more and i think same as movies i think keep it at the current slate work through that mm. when you have made every single one of those movies then announce more don't I keep know. going there's nobody suggesting that they need to stop the mcu no. people are with star wars but i i am bored of the mcu i am bored of star wars that about does it i think for the episode it's future us again or past us by the time you're listening to it past us but this is future us to the to the us that recorded the solo in episode five and also episode six because it's about 30 seconds on it's future us to you it's past us but we're back to say thank you for listening again and goodbye and um if you could leave it a review on whatever you're listening to it on uh whether that's spotify amazon apple google i think you can leave it a review on most of our platforms to be honest but um tell a friend as well Tell someone, hey, I listen to a podcast. and um, Or tell an enemy. Tell anyone, really. Just tell someone. Say, I listen to a podcast. It's pretty good. Do you want to hear it? I'll send you a link and then send them a link. Before we go, uh, there were audio issues throughout this episode. They should have, they should be better than they were when we recorded. Um, but yeah, there were, there were points where, where one of us sounded quieter than the other and it was a bit hard to mix. Um, that isn't a normal theme. Next week, it should be better. We should have it sorted. But... Cheers for bearing with us, and we will see you in two weeks to cover Elvis, the movie, and a second title. Maybe we'll do. Maybe we'll do an Elvis movie that he did. Maybe we'll do Blue Hawaii. Oh, we could do that. That'd be quite cool. Yeah, there we go. We're doing an Elvis double whammy in two weeks' time. Come back for that. Uh, cheers, guys. Bye. Sleep well.